Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What's up, y'all? Happy weekend. It is Mother's Day weekend. Shout out to all the awesome moms out there, including my very own. I hope you guys get to get celebrated in all the ways that you want to, whether it's relaxing on your own or spending time with family, however you see that. And for all my other people who aren't moms, make sure you call your mom, okay? I know I'll be doing a lot of FaceTime with my mom this weekend because I can't be with her as much as I would like to be. So just a reminder. And on the best bits part one this weekend, I have Eddie on with me. And it's so much fun because I mesh well with Eddie and we just have the best conversations. This weekend, we talked about the quirks that our animals have. We admitted our rejected, rejected segments. Yeah, they're rejected, but they're still pretty good. We enjoyed talking about them. And of course, we admitted sometimes that we recently felt like we were being punked, but we weren't actually. So good stuff over there with Eddie. And I hope you guys check out that because in my opinion, it's like the best conversation we've had in a while. So don't miss it. We're going to dive right on in. We had Justin Moore stop by the show this week and he talked about his new album, Stray Dog, and why Stray Dog, the title track, is kind of after his own life and how he feels in country music, why he thinks he's an outsider. And he had a lot of valid points. So really cool hearing about his new music. But not only that, he's doing a new sports show. So he talks about that and his tour bus and why everybody always thinks that Bobby may be the one on said tour bus. So really cool interview right now. Justin Moore. Number seven. It's a Bobby Bones show interview. In case you didn't know. All right, this is my guy here, Justin Moore. He's got 11 number ones. Let's roll through the last five. His last one was with a woman you love. Because we're the woman you love. Before that, we didn't have much. There was Before that, why we drink. Before that, the ones that didn't make it back home. Here's to the ones that didn't make it back. Before that, somebody else will. He's got six others too, like Small Town USA. Regardless. Justin Moore, we're close so much. If I'm like, hey, I need some tickets to this game. He's got season tickets, Razorback. He's a big Razorback fan like me. Uh, we play in the same conference in high school, playing sports. He's got a new album, Stray Dog, that is out now. He signed his record deal at his wedding reception. 
Here he is. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Justin Moore. I saw, I was tagged in a picture. And my sister had tagged me on Facebook or something. She goes, I just ran into Justin Moore. <laughs> yeah. About a month Were you in a restaurant? Yeah. Um, Got it. Do you, I was going to ask if you even remembered that. Rods, which is in Hot Springs, as you know. Um, but, uh. Yeah, we love that place, man. Was and she so, okay, though? Was she like, she wasn't like, oh, my no, God. No, Because you let great. me know if I need to tell my sister. <laughs> they did mess my pizza up, but but okay. it wasn't her fault. You know what? <laughs> I might have like, a little something I'm, to say about that. She was like, and almost apologetically, she was going, I'm Bobby's Oh, apologizing for being sister. my sister more than the pizza. Uh, I go, oh, okay. So anyway, it was, yeah. Is it hard for her. people to recognize you without the cowboy hat? Because like, without the cowboy hat, you're just a you're just like a dude. Yeah, I'm just an ugly, not ugly. Dude. I would say uh, like myself, just a tiny generic. Dude. Ge- I think we're both generic <laughs> white guys. Yeah, I mean it happens sometimes, but not all the time. I think it it would happen more with the hat, you know, that you get recognized. Yeah. Do you ever yeah. wear the hat though? Where do, where would you wear your cowboy hat that doesn't involve performing or literally working at like in your you know, field or yard. I was going to say working yeah. at the house, but uh, outside of that, not at all. Like, if you're really you having know? a bad day and you're like, man, nobody likes me, you could just go to Walmart in your cowboy hat <laughs> and people would come up to you and make you feel good. I guess I could, yeah. But, no, I'd, I'd, I'd like to be incognito as much as possible, which I'm sure you're the same. I don't well, know. my glasses, I can't really not wear Give my glasses. Away. Well, see, I just started wearing glasses, like prescription glasses. So that helps me in the grocery store not get recognized because, you know, I, I, I don't have that look. So Well, it is kind of put my glasses they're dark rim, on. though, aren't they? Like Kind of like this? A little bit. Yeah, people um, are like, are you Bobby Bones? Just say yes and then be super cool and we both yeah. win. Right yeah, there. there you go. Hey, new you record go. just came out this weekend. So why is it called Stray Dog? This industry has been really great to me. Radio in particular, uh, you guys have been awesome to me. The fans have been great to me. But there have been moments in my career where I've been labeled an outcast, an outlier, outlaw, whatever. You know, award shows never pay any attention to me at all, uh, even though I've sold more records and had more hit. Re- and, and I don't mean that boastfully. It's just a fact uh, than a lot of people that are on the shows and, and win awards. And so... It kind of became an autobiographical song, and I thought it was a, a really cool album title. So you wrote Stray Dogs. I did. And was that the reason? Was that when you're in the room and you're like, man, I'm not asking for it, but it is weird based on if you're just looking at analytics that I haven't been recognized in these capacities. I mean, how does that come up for that song to be written? I mean, it wasn't specifically about about that, but that – there were some uh, threads through the song that, you know, came about when we were writing it. But I don't know. I, I think when you're writing a song, you just, you're writing the song and trying to make it as good as it can possibly be and as real as it can possibly be. And that just happened to be the topic <laughs> that particular day. I'm going to play a little bit of this. Here is Stray Dogs from Justin Moore. You can paddle out the door, tie me up on the porch. You have dogs? Too many, yes. We have uh, two Great Danes that are... Ooh, how, how expensive uh, are they to feed? What's, what costs more to feed? 160 and 180 pounds. The kids um, or the dogs cost more to feed? <laughs> the dogs, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's ridiculous. Um, and then we have a little... I, I don't even know what she is. A little shepherd kind of thing. I, I don't Do you have know. one you're closest to? 
this sounds terrible. I'm not really a a, a pet guy. You're not a dog my guy. My wife, my wife is, and my kids are. So I'm just like, hey, buddy, uh, you know, like I'm I'm one of those guys, you know. Uh, Do you but, have any other animals? We have uh, the three dogs, and we have two cats. One outside cat, one inside cat. Do you think one's jealous of the other? Like, they look at you through the window? Oh, yeah. The, the, outside, outside, the outside cat is definitely jealous of the inside cat. Because yeah. the inside cat sleeps in the bed with us. The outside cat just keeps bringing snakes and mice and stuff to the back door going, look, look, look what, what I What do I have did. to do to get in? Yeah, yeah. what do I have to do, man? <laughs> it's like, like, here's my money to get in the club. Let me in. Uh, Justin so. Moore is here. We're going to actually play your single, and we're going to come back in a second. This is uh, Justin and Priscilla Block. How'd you guys get together on this song? I was just blown away by her. I thought she was fantastic, and not only was she great with the crowd, but I thought her, you know, songwriting was great. I thought she sang great, and and I went up to her and said, "Look, if I can ever do anything to help you, I would, I would love to. I don't know what that would be, but uh, and then I, I got this song, uh, and I asked for her help, <laughs> you know, by having her on it and. I think she's got a great uh, future ahead of her and a really bright future. She's super talented, great person, and it's been a lot of fun to be on the road with her and, you know, obviously you guys work, do this together. song together. Yeah. yeah. With you being a guy that has done music your whole life and have been really successful over the past, because I saw your first number one was like 14 years ago or something? Dude, yeah. This is that is, accurate? Uh, this is 16 years. So 16 years that you've been yeah. doing it. So with that Signed be- my record deal in 07. You have so, been a guy that plays late crazy. shows, you, you're on a bus, you sleep in, and now you're doing a morning show back in Arkansas. How have you adjusted? Because I'm an idiot. Well, my, I feel a complete like, idiot. On the weekend, I, if I'm touring, I, I never catch up, yeah. and then I struggle all week, but how's it going for you? Not well. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, it's been a lot of fun, man. I mean, you know, like I've had the opportunity to talk to Scotty Thurman and Sidney Moncrief and like, you know, all these guys that I've looked up to. And so it's been a lot of fun, but it's tough, man. Uh, you know, do you ever the, wake the, up and go the, the schedule? Ah, oh, the morning. I just love it. <laughs> no, I, I never. never have. Not <laughs> no. once. What time do you wake up? No. So I'm on Tuesday through Thursday, seven to 10. Okay. So, that's a little softer. So I but get up at like six fifty two. <laughs> Uh, you know, when I got to be on at seven. Okay. But, uh, do you do it from your house? I do. I do it. Uh, oh, tie line. Look at me talking radio. Man. Tie line. That's a pretty good gig. Yeah. Three hours in front of yeah, your house. Yeah, not bad. Dang, I'm yeah. waking up at 3.30 over here. Yeah. Driving into work. What kind of crap deal do I have? Yeah. He just gets to wake up and you do it from his bedroom. You make a lot more money than I do. Though. Maybe only radio, though. Like, you're doing pretty good <laughs> in your other thing. I get a lot of people that text me pictures of your bus going, who drives this bus? Because it's got a big Razorback on the yeah. back of it. Yeah. I don't even have to look at it anymore. As soon as I see who drives this bus, <laughs> I know that it's you. Is that the same bus, or have you changed out the buses and put a new hog on it? I've had, I think that's my second or third bus with a hog, and we're building a new one right now that we'll be on next year that we'll have a, I think we're going to do the, uh, you remember the metallic hog from the Liberty Bowl? I think it was. Hey, they all do, right, everybody? I do. Yeah. I do, but they all do. Yeah, I do. I know you do. I think we're going to do that one. On a white bus. That's cool. We'll see. New yeah. buses are expensive. Do you buy your bus or do you lease No it? Okay. Uh, lease. Yeah. I know anything about that. Small Town USA went number one back in 2009, 14 years ago. Feel like forever ago or feel like yesterday? Forever. But in a good way. I mean, you know, the fact that we're still doing this at, in this capacity uh, so many years later, man, I, I, I just feel 
super blessed and I'm super thankful to the fans listening. And again, you guys at radio have been so good to us over the years. And that's why we're still here, honestly. When you moved to Nashville, because you then left Nashville, when did you move here? How long were you here? I lived here, I moved here in 02, 21 years ago, I guess. I lived here for between nine and, and 10 years. And when you moved back to Arkansas, was it because you were like, I feel successful enough that I can jump and then just come back if I need to? Or was it, I don't I don't think this place is for me. I need to go back. A little bit of both. Nashville was really good to me. I've got great friends here. It wasn't home. I mean, and it was never my intention to move here full time. And this Nashville is totally different than the one I lived in. I mean, it's it's changed so much. Uh, and grown so much. But, uh, yeah, it was always my intention to go back home, and uh, in particular for, for my kids. And so we moved back home when my oldest daughter, who's now 13, was born. And I never wanted uh, my decision to do this for a career to affect my kids in a negative way. And you can certainly live here and and achieve that but for me I wanted to be back home around my parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and and all that and so it's been really good for us it wasn't super popular with my record label when I did it <laughs> uh, was that a conversation you had to but, sit down and have with them or did you just move and be, I probably uh, just change my have. mail just start sending it to this address mind. yeah uh, but I, I talked to my manager actually I go I, I want to move home and he knew it. and he goes you're a grown man move home like you don't have to ask anybody's permission and so I just did it, and three years later, I, I'm talking to my record label president, and he goes, how long have you been living in Arkansas? <laughs> I go, oh, about three years. And so it was good because it proved to him I could do my job and, and live anywhere. You know, as an artist, like when you come to Nashville, usually you're off. I mean, outside of these kind of things. I mean, typically it's because you're off work. You know, you get off the road, you're off for two or three, four days, and then you get back on a bus. But So I kept coming home going, I wish I was at, at, at home home, like eating dinner at Nanny's house, you know, with everybody else. And so, New record's called Stray Dog. I want to play a clip of the first track, which is you and Riley Green. This is Everybody Get Along. When it comes down to we got each other's backs in a world where Do you feel weird? Because this song, you guys sound yeah. great together. Do you feel weird asking people to do stuff? No, just generally. Do you feel weird? Do you feel weird asking? Because I struggle with asking anybody to do anything yeah, with I or do. for me. I hate asking anybody for any help or, you know. Why Riley? Do you feel like that was a guy you could ask pretty easily? He and I have gotten to know each other over the last six, seven years, five, six years, whatever. And I'm, I'm a big fan of his, obviously. And I, I really thought... In the song in particular, it's two guys that are just alike, which is the irony in, in the song, even though they disagree on everything, but they're identical. And so, you know, he and I, I think, are a little bit like that. So, One more here. This is With a Woman You Love, Justin Moore. With a woman you love, you talk which, by the way, was another number one for you. You got 11. You got 11 of those things. Dude, it's crazy. You got 11 number ones. And again, yeah. I'll just kind of end this the way that I brought it up. 11 number ones. And it's like, where, how's Justin not playing on these shows? And now it's like, you know, screw it. <laughs> but yeah, how's it? Hey, 
You know, it used to bother me, but now I don't miss any ball games on Tuesday night when I'm supposed to be coaching my 11-year-old, so I'd rather be doing that. Eddie asked me to sponsor his team. You're, you're, you're rich. Do you want to sponsor Eddie's team? Come on, <laughs> Justin. Baseball. You take that Cowboys hat off. Yeah. We'll, we'll no deal. No uh, Justin Moore, uh, new record just came out this weekend, so congratulations. Thanks. Good to see you again, buddy. Keep you killing too, it. Man. Thanks for representing home so well. And uh, there he is. Go check it out. Stream it. And I'll say this. Justin's out on the road. You guys go because it's so many dates. I'm not going to read every single city, but it's you know mostly the cities that we're in. You have all these dates all the way up until September 23rd. A lot of shows, man. A lot of shows. Let's stop it at September 23rd. You do? Fall? Yeah, let's stop that but right there. Then, then you can go to the games. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's what I, I try to now strategically well, yeah, schedule I, I in do, games. I do the same thing. I have to look down the schedule and go, okay, I'm going to go this one, this one, this one. And so. I will see you uh, at IHR Country Festo coming up in Austin. Yes. Uh, like in a week or two. Yes. Right? It'll actually yeah. be this. Saturday, yeah. There okay. you go. That's how you can tell we recorded this, is that yeah. we're trying to figure out where our days are. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah it'll be but, fun, man. I, I haven't been there in, I don't know, five, six, seven years, so it'll be fun to be back. Justin, good to see you, buddy. You too. All right, there he is. Justin Moore, everybody. Hogs. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Amy shared a totally wild story about her son's school. Her son's teacher told her about some emotional support animals and a crazy incident that happened, which is why they can no longer have any emotional support animals at the school. And it's just uh, incredibly traumatic to not only know that this story happened, but just hear about it. I don't know about you guys, but hearing animal stories is very difficult for me. So this one was traumatic to listen to. Number six. I do see a lot less service support animals at the airport because now you can't just take your hyena from home and put a vest on it. Like it's got to really be like a service animal, support animal now. They've Because things were crapping on airplanes and people were bringing ridiculous animals. Yeah. But I didn't know that you could bring support animals to school, which at least that was happening at, at your son's school. Yeah, his teacher was telling us about how they used to allow it until there was a incident. Guys, listen to this. What happened? The service support animal ate another animal. What? Oh, yeah. Telling the animals. So, as a dog, mm-hmm. which makes sense, it's a dog. We all love dogs. What's the other one? A bird. Oh. It was a parrot. <laughs> and so, did, did the parrot do the thing where it's like, sit on your shoulder, Jack Sparrow? I, I don't know like the exactly. The kid's sitting in class, you know, doing his homework, and the parents right there are like, you see, go yeah. see. Probably yeah. annoyed the dog. I don't know, but I was thinking, gosh, uh, too bad we missed this opportunity because it all went down before he was there because I thought how helpful it would be for him to have an animal with him at school. I think it really, really would. And it's like, well, that's not going to happen. So what did they tell you happened? That, that... That they used to allow that, and it was very helpful and therapeutic for the kids, but it can't happen anymore because... Did they explain seeing it? Like, was it in the classroom? Was it like at recess? Yes, I think people witnessed it, yes. and it was Blood trauma- everywhere? The dog yeah. just ate the a parrot? traumatic experience, and the, obviously the parrot belonged to somebody, and now it's not... Was the parrot just hanging, like again, on the desk of the yeah, kid? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't have all the details. Probably not in the cage, Couldn't right? have been in the yeah, cage. Because yeah, yeah, the dog no. can't eat the whole cage. That would hurt his stomach. Right, right, yes, yeah, right. it's not like the dog went into the cage. But so I'm picturing was, the parrot on the kid's shoulder. Yeah, same. It's same. probably just a whole picture. I picture the kid wearing an eye patch, too. Mm-hmm. Picture a whole therapeutic <laughs> situation. Kumbaya, the animals, hanging out. And then? Doing their thing, being all therapeutic. 
And then the dog went rogue. Or... No, dog went dog. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. But, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think they were expecting Maybe that. Maybe the parrot said something that offended the dog, like, mm. dogs aren't dogs aren't cool dogs, not animals. We hate dogs. Yeah, and then the but dog you know, got mad. Pit bull, all pit bulls should not be allowed. Maybe it was a, that's it. Dogs. How's my parrot impression, by the way? It's not bad. Okay, it's thanks. Not bad. <laughs> dogs live with birds in people's homes and mm-hmm. things don't happen. But. Dang, I wonder what happened. I wonder what set them off. Mm. Right. And then I'm sure the parrot wasn't quiet about it when he was getting eaten. Oh, <laughs> ah! I mean, how t- I can't even imagine. It's terrible. You probably got kids. Probably want someone to save me from this dog. <laughs> <laughs> because of it right now. Yeah. So. And, and nothing else. Do you sue? Did the parents sue? I don't know. This can, is just something that came up with the you gotta give, you got to give me more on this story. Well, I, I can text her right this now. This is one of the greatest stories I've ever heard. It makes me feel, I don't like it. because I. But it's like, you got support animals to one of the animals that supported ate the other animal that supported. Yeah. So does that mean he was more supporting because the parrot wasn't good for the rest? Okay, I'm, te- I'm texting her now. We have to check back in with this. Yeah. I can get the details. And is there a video of it? I don't want to see no, it. surveillance. And do all the kids start screaming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does fe- anyone try to stop it? Fe- right. Oh. Do they start picking sides? Right. Oh, dog, is it, dog, is it dog. a dog parrot? Like people yeah. circle like in a fight in high school. <laughs> showdown, showdown, fight, fight, fight. They're betting on it. Oh, and they're throwing, <laughs> they're throwing dollar bills. I mean, if that's the case, then they probably still allow. There's no chance the parrot beats the dog, except the parrot. No. Parrots aren't really flyers. They fly a little bit, but they're in a but it's in an enclosed. Can like they it's peck? A, it's I, I think they're able to fly, but we clip their wings so they don't. Oh gosh. Oh, that, yeah. That yeah, works. Like, so yeah, the yeah. parrot's wings were clipped. He never had a what? chance against his dog. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what DraftKings had it listed as <laughs> before the fight. <laughs> that I'd be willing to jump into. Okay, find out more about that. I am. Because that sucks. That, you know, we make some jokes about it, but that sucks that that happened. But that's unbelievable. First of all, you can get a parrot as a support animal. Let me go to that, too, by the way. <laughs> Let me just stop, go to the very beginning. You get to take Toucan Sam into a room, and that thing gets to help you, like, feel better? I guess if it's your animal, it's who you want to bring, brings you comfort. What'd you look up over there, Lunchbox? No, I'm just trying to see uh, parrot He's looking at bikini girls, and I think he's looking well, something I was, up. I was oh. looking at bikini girls. He was, actually. <laughs> Instagram. Yeah. Well, he's on his computer, and he holds his head up. That's what he does when he, like, figures something well, out. Mm-hmm. And he was typing, and he goes, head up. And I was like, oh, the lunchbox, what'd you get? No. Have you seen Kim Kardashian? No, no, no. no it's a blondie. I don't know no, who it is. No, it's the uh, gymnast from LSU. She's on the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Yeah. They just released the photos. <laughs> she is... Yeah. The, has the biggest valuation of any NIL athlete. Yeah. yeah it's like so. millions and millions of dollars. You can see why. Yeah. And so I just I was like, oh, man, I'm zoning out. I need to pay attention. So I looked up, and then you called me on it, and I, I'm i not going to lie to you, you know what I mean, and tell you I'm looking at. Uh-huh. I, I appreciate was, that. I, I wasn't going to tell you I was looking at. busted in class. Dude, but how hot is she, Eddie? No, yeah, she's hot. Yep. Yeah, that's. Eddie, I would just go with what? Not, not that right what do you then. Mean? I would just go with, listen, dude, you should. Just focus on work. You know, I didn't even think about it. I just yeah. kind of reacted. You just think your wife's listening. That's what came out. Yeah, yeah. but look at this. I mean, hold on. Here's no, we're not holding on. All right, we're going to play this song. Thank you. She's on the beat. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Bobby shared some rejected segments from the month of April. These are segments that didn't quite make the show in a big sense, but they made it in rejected segments. They kind of made it. It's like almost made it but rejected version. So check these out. Let us know if you like any of these and wish they might have played out in person. Number five. All these segments were rejected for different reasons. I saved the best five and present them to you as a segment. Well, we call it rejected segments. Rejected segment number five. Number 
Number five. From Lunchbox. He writes, our company sucks. They're a bunch of liars. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I definitely, it's not a company issue, but he's upset because of the free lunch email. Yeah, we got an email saying that we're going to have free lunch, fajitas, from 11.45 to 12.45. Come on down. And I go in there at 12.15, there was nothing but one scoop of salsa, scoop of beans, and one tortilla. Like, uh, I think that's the food that they bring and sit in there will be there from 11.45 to 12.45. And if you don't go at 11.45, you know. No, no, it's all going to be on. But don't send. You know how many people work in this building. There's not very many of us that work in this building, so you can accommodate. Okay, there's 20 people that work here in this building, so we should get 20 people worth of food. Half hour. I I was doing work. I was in the middle of doing a podcast, and you can't pause it to go get your food. You can't. No. And (laughs) you can't. I could. Okay. But, uh, but, but, but they tell you it's food for everyone. They know how many people work here, and they don't even bring enough for everybody. It's like, what are you doing? I had the food. It was great. You ate it? Yeah, when man. When were you there? Uh, right when it started. Oh, was it fresh and warm? Oh, it was great, dude. Dang. I had three tacos. Dang, you probably yeah. had his. Everybody yeah. got two, supposedly, but Eddie got three. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy how we go in there, and it was like, wow, that's down to this. One scoop of beans. But you did go half an hour after it started. How many people are, how hard is it to get enough for the 20 people that work in well, this building? Well, you don't want to get exactly enough because there won't be everybody that comes in. And it sounds like some people. It sounds like five people went in there and it was already out. Sounds like everybody a little more than they should have, Eddie. Right. <laughs> Number four. And this one I didn't choose just because it was boring as crap. You may think we do some boring stuff sometimes, but I don't know. This might actually trump all of them. Eddie wants to do a segment about him getting reading glasses. Hey, this is real, guys. I mean, I don't know anything about it. This is why I kind of wanted to talk about it. Like, do I need to go to the optometrist or what? All right, there you go. That is Uh, number four. Thank you. Number three. This one is from Lunchbox. And I'm just going to read the description. Win a date with Amy. We need to get Amy back on the dating scene. (laughs) We should hold a contest where the prize is to win a date with Amy. We bring in three single guys or girls and play the match game. The winner goes on a date with Amy, and then we follow up to be see if there's a second date. And if, especially if it's a girl, I'll go as a chaperone. <laughs> what? Here's the deal. Okay. When you're scared to do things, you got to force people out there to do things. Like my kids, we get to the top of the playground at the slide, and they're scared. I push them. They go down the slide. <laughs> Guess what? They, they realize they love it. Amy is scared to get out there and date, so we push her out there. She's going to realize, man, this is fun. That's what you got to do. You're, how, how I'm do we helping find these guys with though? a with a uh, easy. win a date. Put up a thing on the website and say why you should be in the contest, and then ask for what. Uh, Amy, do you want pictures or do you don't care? <laughs> Just like their personality. <laughs> what would you prefer? I mean, that's that's up to her. Like she gotta, has creative control too. It's not a one way street. Yeah. Like I'm willing to work with her on this. I feel like that's just a murder waiting to happen if oh, you do this man. bit with people. Oh gosh, my brain hadn't even gone to murder. Yeah, yeah I didn't. Yeah, I feel like it is. If we don't background check them, psych check them. Amy's out with some crazy. Yeah, that's my good. Oh, my good. Chases her home. What do you think, Amy? I'm good. It's rejected. Rejected. Okay, there we go. Number two. It's called Lunchbox Sexy Photo Shoot. We tell Lunchbox he's been hired by a client he endorses to do a photo shoot for a digital commercial. (laughs) But when he gets there, it's actually a boudoir photo shoot that we lined up. That's good. That's good. No, because I'd show up and be like, no, no. But the client wants you to do it, they're going to pay you money. Money. Depends how much they're going to pay me. But to gonna pay, they can say a million. They're not going to pay you, actually. But they would say $10,000. Then I'm in. Okay. <laughs> and then I would sue you for not coming through. Number one. This is from Mike D. It's called Easy Trivia, Hard Consequences. 
Listeners have been calling for us to change the rules of easy trivia since Eddie dominates. So there's motivation. The first person to eliminate it gets shot with three paintballs. The second person gets shot with two paintballs. And the third person, well, who lasts? Wait, the winner lasts, and the last person, the third, gets shot with one paintball. Mm. I like it. That's called like- <laughs> easy trivia, hard consequences. <laughs> Who's shooting? Probably me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to shoot people. I mean, that would be fun, but we can't have people that finish second getting shot. Yeah. Like, fourth would be hilarious. And is it like as soon as they get it wrong, bam. We, we set all you guys up on stage with <laughs> goggles oh on. <laughs> And we don't even go, you got boned. You we just, just shoot. Doom, doom. Ah, that's crazy, dude. <laughs> oh, that'd be a lo- I mean, I'm going to tell you what. That's a little close to get shot with a paintball. Is it? it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been shot from like point blank range when one time, and I don't want to talk about it. And I mean, I have never been in so much pain in my life. Oh. So that is another rejected segment. It's number one. It would just be too painful. <laughs> rejected segments. Oh. Right, thank you, guys. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. 
kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Bailey Zimmerman stopped by the studio for the very first time, and we got to hear about his story of how he blew up on TikTok and then quit his job the next day. Wild. Not to mention, he also got to hang out with Brantley Gilbert and Chad Kroger of Nickelback, which has a crazy story in it of itself and what it's been like for him touring with Morgan Wallen and playing stadiums. So just really cool. This guy is so young and he's so talented and has a lot of fun stories to share. And he's just super hyped during this interview. So that's fun to watch too. But you can hear his interview right now, which is really cool. But then you'll also be able to go over to youtube.com slash Bobby Bone Show and watch his entire performances. I believe he played like three different songs. So you'll want to check that out. Number four, it's a Bobby Bones Show interview. In case you didn't know. This guy has blown up. His name is Bailey Zimmerman. He's got two number ones. You probably know this one, Fall in Love. And this one, Rock in a Hard Place. He's out with Morgan Wallen on his tour. He's got a new album, Religiously the Album, that's out today. And... Man, he's working pipelines. All of a sudden, he quit and started singing. Here he is. The Friday Morning Conversation with Bailey Zimmerman. Bailey, good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, man. I feel like, I don't know, last time I saw you, it was over at my house, and you were like this kid with tons of potential, but now you're like a full star. I would say full Thanks. grown. You haven't grown much, but like you're a full star now. Thank like, you, man. How do you feel? Amazing. Busy? Yeah, I know. It's, it's busy, but. I'm having a blast doing it. It's fun. Are you having fun right now? Oh, yeah. Is, is it, it's a lot of learning, you know. It's fun to learn and, and have things come at me that I've never experienced and then have to, like, learn how to do it. And so it's it's a blast. One of the things that gets brought up to me a lot about our hour-long conversation was you talking about one of your first performances where you run out because you always wanted to run the catwalk. And you ran out and you are breathing real hard. But then you had to get back and sing. And you're like, oh, I've never done this before. So have you figured that out? Because you have a high-energy show. Have you figured out how to kind of contain your breaths now? Yeah, there's there's just, like, spots where I'm like, okay, coming up, breathe. And then, like, it'll come and, like, okay, breathe. And then, you you know, you kind of just figure out, okay, I lost breath here last time, so I'm going to make sure that I stop and don't do that one move and breathe there instead, you know. So I'm still, like, really whack and really crazy, but it's, like, dialed back just a little bit just so I can breathe. We had Chad Kroger in here, and he brought you up. Did you hang out with Chad Kroger from Nickelback? Oh, my gosh. I have the, I have the craziest Chad from, from Nickelback story. All right, go for it. <laughs> so... We went to, uh, the first night I met him, he just showed up at Winners. And I was like, hey, what's up, Chad? And he's like, what's up, man? So we just hung all night. And then we were going to write a song that night. But then something happened. And if he would have went and wrote a song, he wouldn't have been able to do the press the next day. And it would have been a bad deal. So we didn't. So the next day, we're at dinner with Jelly Roll and Brantley Gilbert. And all of our teams, <laughs> we're all having dinner. And Chad, like, it's like middle of dinner. And we're just you know, smoking and drinking and just had dinner and stuff. And Chad just looks at me and goes, you got a passport? And I go, yep. And he goes, what are you doing tomorrow? And he goes, nothing. He's like, you're getting on my jet and you're going to come to my house in Vancouver and we're going to write for four days. And I'm like, okay, count me in. Let's go. Wait, that happened? That happened. For wow. real. He put me on his jet the next day. Me, Chandler Walters, Gavin Lucas. We went to Vancouver and spent four days, long days, like 13-hour days in the studio with Chad. So you did work. 
Oh yeah, all, the whole time. And you did. You had a passport. Good for you. Yeah. I have a passport. Some of these guys here don't have passports. They're <laughs> I like, oh, unless I get called on Survivor, they're not getting a passport. Yeah, I never needed a passport until uh, I started doing this. That's awesome. Yeah. What was is the house pretty cool? Oh my gosh, it's like um, <laughs> there's uh, this one room that is crazy, and it's like the dining. Like if he has forty guests over, he brings them into this room. Long table type thing. Crazy. You guys know Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the deciding room. Like, you go in, it's just this massive room, like ceilings as tall as I could, like, think. And the <laughs> table is so long, you feel like you're walking forever to get to the top. Like, in the chairs, everything is oversized in the room. So, like, the chairs are, like, ten times what they should be. They're just, like, massive. And, like, it's the sickest room. Yeah. Dude, that'd be crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. How did you get back? I can't remember. Oh, come on. Oh, my gosh. It was a long weekend. Yeah. We did a lot of things. Um, That's all. That's a good story. Do you have a passport? Yep. Get on the plane. <laughs> yeah. We're going to Vancouver. That's really cool, man. So you're out with Morgan as well on, on Morgan's tour. You're playing stadiums now. Like, what does that feel like going out? And they all know your songs, too. So that's got to be pretty cool. You can feel it. Like, I never really get nervous for anything or singing, but I got out there, and all the breath techniques and all the stuff I've worked on went out the window, man. Like, you just feel... 30, 40,000 people just like watching you, like, don't mess up, don't mess up, you know? So <laughs> that's what you're thinking. They're yeah, really not thinking. doing it. They're really going, this is super cool. Yeah. We get to watch Bailey Zimmerman, and you're going, they're thinking, I guess I can don't mess up. When you're standing there in the middle of the yeah. W, and it's like everybody's just like watching you, waiting for you to start singing, and you're just like, oh gosh, I hope I don't mess up. This is, this is big. Yeah, you can feel the energy in the stadium. Like, you go to sing the first line, and you almost like can't even talk because your stomach hurts so bad. That's it's, super it's cool, the dude. Best. That's it is awesome. Fun. New albums out today. Religiously, the album. So I know you're such a good songwriter. You wrote most of the songs on this record. So I don't know. I'm always curious why you put certain songs in certain places, and you led off with Religiously's track one, named it that. Why that song? Why is it so instrumental to this record? I don't know. Just something about the song that it didn't really relate to me when I first got it, and now the whole the the part about you know Mama's healthy. I'm helping out the whole family. Everybody knows my name and stuff. And that didn't really relate to me too much. But now it's just like, man, it's so crazy how much the song relates to me and my life and how I'm taking care of my mom and people know my name. But I still think about her a lot, you know, and I still am not kind of over it. So it kind of has just made its way into my life weirdly. And now that it's like out is so relatable now, it's, it's crazy how it became from that song, a trap song, to the title track of my country album. Hey, same message. Yeah. You just made a little sonically you. Yep. All right, here's Bailey Zimmerman. We're going to do this now. Uh, the album, I'm going to set your album up here. It's out today. I want you to stream the crap out of it. He's so good. Uh, the album's called Religiously the Album. We're going to play Religiously here, right? Yeah. All right, cool. And here is Bailey Zimmerman in studio with Religiously. Come on. Ah, let's go. So I mean, I'm going to say this in the most complimentary weird way, but you shouldn't be that good. Thank you. Oh, man, thank you. Yeah, you shouldn't be that good. Huh. You know, because, you know, you weren't 11 taking singing lessons. You weren't 14 going, I want to be, you know, your dad was a truck driver. You're riding with him, listening to country music. Some people just have it, man. That's it. Thanks. I God, smile because really. I, I mess up. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right. Well, well we didn't hear doing? any mess up there. I didn't hear any mess up <laughs> yeah, at all. Yeah, couldn't Thanks. Tell. New album's out today, Religiously the Album. Bailey, I'm going to play a little bit of Forget About You, which you wrote the song. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I'm always curious about in a room, like, who says what and how does the song end up being a song? You walk in to write this, what happens? It's kind of a weird day. I'd, I'd been wanting some uh, 
some more rock stuff, but I hadn't been writing it. I'd just been writing like sad stuff like usual. And I got in with Drew Baldridge, his producer, and Gavin Lucas. And I was like, boys, I've got this idea just about how everybody says forgive and forget, but how do you truly forget something that you've forgiven somebody, you know, something, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I always felt like, man, I'll never, I'll, I'll always forgive you, but I don't think I'll ever forget you or what you did to me, you know? So that's kind of how it came together. And then Drew started writing it and then we just wrote it together. And um, it's kind of just that vibe of feeling like, man, how could I forget that? Like we went through so much. I've forgiven you for that, but how yeah. do you expect me to forget, you know? Here's a clip of Forget About You from Bailey Zimmerman. Hey, so what's Louisville, Illinois like? Whole lot of cornfields, man. Is there a big sign? What is it? Is it like a, you know, a state-funded sign, or is it the own like a big white one that says "Welcome to Louisville"? No, the f- funny thing is when you're coming in from the interstate from Effingham, it's just this green stake in the in the like side of the road that just says Louisville. Oh, it's Louisville. It's not even Louisville. Louisville. It was supposed to be L E W I S Ville on the original deed to the town or village, but then when they put it on there they accidentally put l-o-u-i-s like louisville like louisville yeah so then they just kept it huh, they so want to buy a new yeah. sign i felt that yeah, <laughs> yeah i completely felt like, that man that sign was really expensive i don't think we want to change it <laughs> so how many people live in louisville do you know i think the last consensus was done in like 2014 or something so it says 1200 but i'm sure it's a lot less than that now probably like eight nine hundred people and most people do what to live there farm farm or um there's been a rear like a weird big deal of um like putting um like electric line in the ground or something like it's like a big company in our town that just puts like electrical lines through instead of over the top right putting them yeah, in the ground they put them in the ground so it's like that's a big like you work for there or you do pipeline or you farm that's it and you were doing pipeline mm-hmm. prior to your music career what were yes, you sir. doing working for the pipeline uh, I was a laborer, so I just anything anybody else didn't want to do that was really hard work. They just told me to go do it. If we go back five years and just picture yourself five years ago, where did you think you would be five years from then? Because obviously this kind of happened in a weird way. But five years ago, where did you think you would be five years from then? I was hoping to be a boss on the pipeline to where I would just ran crews to where I didn't have to get out, have to get out of my truck. That's what like my goal was. <laughs> like okay. Because you see all the old dudes in their trucks, and they haven't got out of that truck in 17 days, you don't think. Like, I've never seen them get out of their truck. So it's kind of like always the goal is you, you become a laborer, and then you either get into an operator position or a straw boss, which is right under the boss, and then you move up your way. So I just was hoping to move up in the pipeline industry and not have to, like, carry 40,000 pounds of stuff all day. <laughs> when so. you were coming back and forth – just before you decided to make the the move move to Nashville, I don't know. Was that still scary? Because, I mean, you're now going to commit to doing something new. You're, you are seemingly good. This success hadn't happened yet, but mm. you're seemingly good at it. People like you, but it's also a career in anything creative. It's it could be fleeting. Mm-hmm. So did that make you nervous moving down here, kind of giving it all up, or did you know you could always go back and get the same sort of job? Well, the job wasn't in question because I quit it. And I don't think they wanted me back because I told them that I was quitting. How, how'd I, you tell them, though? That's the question. Um, I got up uh, out of my bed and 
my phone was blowing up and I'd posted my first singing video the night before. And then when my phone was blowing up, I was like, man, what's going on? So I checked it. It was like seven o'clock in the morning. And it was just like, I think the, the notification was like, 847,621 notifications from TikTok. And, and you like, had a mom oh because gosh. you didn't have a lot of notifications because you weren't yeah, posting right. anything except truck stuff, really. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. So I was just like, holy crap, I've never got this many notifications before. So when I looked, it had just like blown up, like blown up, dude. And I was like, holy crap, okay. So the first thing I thought to do was like, okay, you've been praying a bunch about what you need to do in this life. Is it pipeline? Is it something else you know and you've been praying a bunch and this kind of makes sense like this is something to chase so I just got up out of my bed I was still in my underwear and I walked over to my window that looks out in the backyard and I called the union well I hyped myself up first because I was like do it you gotta do it you gotta <laughs> slap yourself in the face come yeah, on baby go, come go, on baby go. so I called him and they answered and I was like hey uh I'm Bailey Zimmerman and I want to quit and they're like <laughs> Like, what do you mean you want? Like, what's going on, buddy? Like, you, what do you mean you want to quit? I'm like, man, I I don't want to work there no more. I'm gonna be a country singer. And they're like, oh my gosh, okay, good luck, dude. I mean, it, this is an awful idea. I don't know why you're quitting your job, but um, yeah, I just quit it. And that was kind of like the no no plan B thing. I, I didn't want to have something to fall back on if I got scared, you know. So you burned the boat. Like mm-hmm. you, you you took the boat over to another country to fight, and you don't want to ever go back so you just burn the boat so you can't leave yeah so that was kind of my thing so moving to nashville is just like well this is all you got i mean you're either gonna make it or you're not but work as hard as you can and see what happens you know crazy he just called i love it that's awesome i knew the story i just wanted to see if you wanted to go there (laughs) but he just the next day just goes hey ah, it's bailey i'm out like that's crazy uh by the way you guys sound great the band sounds great thank you um you know these guys yeah, I met yeah, you do. Um, okay. Mr. Chris. Just making sure you know who they are. Yeah, I yeah. met him right when I moved to Nash, and then these boys came along, what, a year ago, year and a half? So we've been together basically ever since everything started to go. What do you guys want to play next? We'll play some rock in a hard place. Oh, yeah, I know this one. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, here he is. New record's out today, by the way. It's called Religiously. <laughs> Question is, did you say the S word? Yes. Okay, we'll fix it. Okay. We'll, I can't. Do you want me to do one real quick? Do I say chief? No. You can put <laughs> We're it good. We'll fix oh, it. I just okay. want to make sure I heard that right. <laughs> oh, sorry. I laughed out loud. I, okay, he went. Oh, sorry. That means you're just in it so much. Huh. That yeah. Usually know. I say chief if people don't want me to say the word. Oh, we're all, we're all good. Okay. We can fix that. No problem. <laughs> Bailey, you ready for this? These are questions that listeners have sent us. I love it. Hey, keep. That's awesome. Play that underneath <laughs> this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just keep hitting us with that. All right, here we go. Uncomfortable questions from listeners. Does Bailey Zimmerman feels like, feel like he has a girl's name? Yes, for a long time I was really bummed about my name. I always asked my mom, like, why did you name me Bailey? And her answer was? Because my grandpa is William Lynn Bailey, so I'm Bailey Lynn Zimmerman. And they thought I was going to be a girl. But then I turned out and I was a guy. So, How long until they knew after you were born? <laughs> um, I, would, I would say within the 30, 45 seconds. Okay, all right, good, good. And then even more than that, we're trying to be a little worried. Okay, good. Good deal, good deal. Uh, uncomfortable question number two. Has Bailey Zimmerman seen any money from his first number one? I don't think so. Takes a while? They said it'll take a long time. About a year? Yeah, yeah. sure. Cool. I'm just happy to be here. Number three. Would Bailey Zimmerman ever date a fan? Just depends how cool the fan is. I mean, if she's cool enough to that I like her, then maybe. Absolutely, amen. Is Bailey Zimmerman actually really sad, but he posts himself looking really happy online to hide his sadness? You know, some of that's true, yeah. I would say some of that's true. Um, You know, everybody's sad some days, but um, as long as you smile, it's when you're frowning when it can get really bad. If you smile every day, then 
Maybe that sadness will leave. You know, say he's, you're a pretty bright person. Yeah. I mean, like, as in, I watch your social media. You're just a positive guy. Yeah, I, I like that. To, I try yeah. to do that, man. I try to be positive. Final question is uh, about your chain. How much was the BZ chain that Bailey posted on Instagram? For free. Really? I didn't pay for it, no. Um, this guy uh, from Happy Jewelers out in Orange County, L.A., he was just like, he hooks up Ernest and Morgan and Hardy a bunch, and he was like, I'd love to make you a custom chain. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I would love that. And then he sent it to me, and I was like, this is what you've made me? This is freaking awesome. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. You're wearing free. it now. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't have to pay for it. Dang, see, that's how you know. Because <laughs> when you can't afford anything, and I've said this too, when I was broke, nobody gave me crap. Mm-hmm. Now that I ain't broke, everyone's giving me everything. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. it just doesn't really that match. So you true, know, you just wish so it was true. the other way a little bit. Uh, the new record is out. It is called Religiously the Album. I'm going to play a little bit of this song right here called Fall in Love. And I'm going to ask you about it, Bailey, but play cool. me some Fall in Love, Ray. I want to know, because we know the song, we've sang the song, but again, same thing I asked you about Religiously. Like, where? what was the, ge- the, the genesis of this song? You're in a room. Did, was it on a phone note that somebody had or what? So my buddy, uh, I hadn't been writing very long when this song came out. And uh, when we sat down that day, Gavin Lucas, my best friend that started with me in my hometown and moved to Nashville with me, he was sitting there with me and my producer, Austin, and he was like, man, I got this verse, which is really cool, but I don't know what the chorus is to it. And I was like, I thought you wrote that already, isn't it? Because love's a smoke ring wrapped around your finger. And he was like, no, nah, man, that's that's a minor to a major. I can't make it work. Da, da, da. It's just not going to work. That's a different song. And I was like, no, nah, that's the same song, man. And my producer was also like, man, that's this song could be really cool. Let's smash it. Let's smash it. And he was just like, no, no, no. So after 30, 45 minutes of convincing him to let us make this work, we put it all together, wrote a second verse that day, and then we got it done. And... It was like, dude, holy cow. I told you. I was honestly just like, I told you. I knew it. I knew it'd work. And Gavin was like, all right, fine. No, you got me. It works. And then I sent it to the team, and they were just like, man, this song is, we love this song. And then it came to be my first number one, my first platinum record, and done a lot for my career. Uh, when you say minor to major, let me see if I can explain this, and then you can explain it better. Minor chords to me, if I'm playing, are like the dark, the sad chords, dark, major, brighter chords. I feel Is that elementary? Is that that's how I learned it? Yeah, right. Would you say, much, yeah. So when you say minor to a major, that's what you're saying. It was or major to minor, however, mm. it felt a little too bright to then go dim. Huh? Yeah, it was um, the chords that he had for this for that for the chorus at the time were not the right chords to match up with the verse. So it would have sounded really weird. But then we just took the chords from the verse, inverted them, and made them work in the chorus. So you switched it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Cool. Yes. Anyway, so does that make like, sense? Yeah. Yes, I'm tracking. Okay, Sorry, good. I just yeah, yeah. Sure. It's, yeah, musical. And so, when you did say the, you know, your friend that was like, "Oh no, we can't do it." How does he feel about it now that it was? Oh, he's like number one. Yeah, he was like, "That's the only time you're ever gonna get me. That's the one time you got me." <laughs> you did a cover of "God's Gonna Cut You Down" from Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. which I love the song, and it was used for a TV show theme too. Do you know what show that was? God's gonna cut you down. Mm. I forget what it was back oh, in the day. Gosh, what is that? And so, and maybe you can Google that for me, Mike. That I love that Johnny Cash song. Why that song? Well, if I'm being completely honest, um, I'm yeah. a man of faith, and I've I've seen a lot in the industry that uh, you know God is kind of 
you know, you just don't talk about it or you don't do this. And I was like, nah, God's going to cut you down and we're going to make God that word in a song on my album. And that was kind of one of the reasons of just trying to, I re- and man, I love the song. Yeah. I love the song. It's always been a cool song and um, that I play when I'm like partying and like whatever, just, it's such a sick song. And then um, also another thing is they were wanting an anthem for the soccer team here in Nashville. And that's Apple came to me and asked me to do the anthem song. And at first it was a couple different songs of Johnny Cash's. And I was like, oh, I don't think I can make that anthemic. And then I heard God's gonna cut you down. You know, I hadn't heard it in a while. And I listened to it with my producer and they were like, all right, this is it. And then he built a track in like two hours, cut it four times. And then that's the song. That's super cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Let us do one more song. Would you mind playing something new? Yeah, is that cool from the new record? I would love that. All right, religiously is the new record is out today from Bailey Zimmerman. What are you gonna do here, Bailey? I'm gonna sing a a song that I didn't write. Um, A couple of my buddies wrote it, and it's called "You Don't Want That Smoke." Good job, dude. That's great. Bailey Zimmerman, new record's out. It's called "Religiously." Just, Just like a positive vibe. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm sure you knock these guys' heads around a little bit. They probably don't feel that way about their boss, but me, I like it when you're around. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, baileyzimmerman.com. You guys get the record. Religiously, the, the album, stream the crap out of it. Bailey, we'll see you soon, buddy. Keep killing it. Thanks, buddy. All right, there he is. Bailey Zimmerman, everybody. Thanks, guys. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Lunchbox prank called a listener for Mother's Day, given that it's Mother's Day weekend. He reached out and found out if there was any listeners out there who wanted to prank their mom for a gift. And, well, he found one, and it just so happened to be Stacy's mom. And you got to tell me that a lot of y'all get this reference, because Stacy's mom has got it going on. Okay, if you don't know that song, please go listen to Fountains of Wayne, Stacy's mom. But so ironic, it was Stacy's mom that Lunchbox prank called, and this phone call was epic. Number three. A little Mother's Day prank for you. Lunchbox calls up a listener's mom and said what? That she had won the hottest mom contest that her daughter had nominated her as the hottest mom. We put pictures up and people voted. How did you get with this listener to even know? <laughs> I went on Instagram and I said, hey, anybody want to prank their mom for Mother's Day? And people were sliding into my DMs. Boom, call my mom, call my mom. And so this girl, Stacy said, call my mom, Rosalind. She'll be great. And so I did. This is two minutes long. Two minutes. Two minute prank. Okay. Are you playing all the way through? He's like the freaking jerky boys, man. This is like a whole <laughs> song. Um, yeah, well, we may stop and comment a little bit. So people turning on halfway through this documentary know exactly what we're doing. But yeah. I think this has real potential. I haven't heard it yet. Lunchbox calls the listener's mom. Action. Hey, Rosalyn. This is Lunchbox with the Bobby Bone Show. Okay. Okay. And your daughter, she loves you very much. Would you say your daughter, Stacy, loves you very much? Uh, yeah. Well, she also likes to do stuff for you because we were having a contest. We were looking for the Bobby Bone Show hottest mom. And Stacy said, oh, my gosh, that's my mom, Rosalyn. And so she went on our website... She nominated you. She submitted some pictures of you. We put it up online. And, Rosalind, I am calling to tell you that our listeners voted you the Bobby Bone Show hottest mom. Woo! Congratulations, mom. Yeah, speech, speech, speech. I don't even know where to say. When is a good time for us to do a bikini shoot for the hottest mom calendar? I don't think that that's going to happen. <laughs> no, no, no. It, like, it, it's just for our calendar. We're going to sell it to raise money for, you know, and we're going to inspire other hot moms out there. Mom, you have to do this 
so much good for the community. Constantly raising money for St. Jude. And you don't mind me taking the pictures, right? Like, I mean, I'm I'm not professional, but. <laughs> All right. I don't even. I, I just don't even know what to say right now. <laughs> and Roslyn, you know, I mean, if you could just tell me one one time, I'm the sexiest mom alive. Come on, mom, you got this. <laughs> I'm at a conference. <laughs> That's all right. You, hey, you're at a conference. Let them know you're the sexiest mom alive. Uh, yes, I am. I am the sexiest mom alive. <laughs> And Rosalind, we love you because you really didn't win. She didn't even nominate you. She just wanted to say Happy Mother's Day and that she loves you. Happy Thank Mother's you. Day. Thank you so much. Happy Mother's Day, Rosalind. I hope you have a great Mother's Day and hope you know your daughter loves you very much. All right, bye. That's pretty funny. Took you down a weird road, though. First of all, what she win, you know? You never said what she won. She didn't, no, she just won Hottest Mom and she got to be in the calendar. Bikini photo shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But- oh, she won the shoot. Yeah, she won that. Yeah. That she gets to be in the calendar. And we're gonna take bikini pics. I'd have been confused too if I were her, but that's that's funny. The the daughter being a part of it was hilarious. Come on, mom. <laughs> that's good. Okay. We used to do a bit where we call somebody. We'd say, "All right, you just won ten thousand dollars. All right, all you gotta do is like tell us your favorite show." No matter whatever show they said that, we're like, oh. <laughs> and they'd believe it. Yeah, every time. <laughs> it didn't matter what show they said. It was the worst. It, it was so stupid. But that's a pretty good one. I feel like they should win like a prize or something. You just won. She kind of sounded hurt at the and end. All I, you, know. I know, because he took it away from her. He goes, you're really not. The you're not hot. It's just a prank. Well, I mean, if that's I just kidding. hung up and she thought no, she was. Really- they're like, hey, we really do think you're hot. Right. But also, this wasn't a contest. Your daughter just wanted to say you're hot and she loves you. <laughs> Oh, instead you pretty much told her she's You're not ugly, hot. but your daughter loves you. I mean, I really never saw a picture, so I don't know if she's hot or not. I don't want to lie to her. It's good though. Okay. But no, it, that's right? Funny. Yeah, we liked. It. Are we glad that one played? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah good. Was, I didn't even cringe. Not one time did I cringe. Towards the end, when he had to tell her, like, "No, you didn't mm-hmm. really win." You're, you're right. He could have said it a different way. Yeah, you because, because he made her like scream at the conference, like, "I am sexy," and then he said, "You're not." <laughs> It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric. 
cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. So Eddie believes that his neighbors may have squatters. Apparently the house has been vacant for a little bit because they're trying to sell it. And he saw a lot of movement going on at the house. And the neighbors said, nope, nobody should be there. So now Eddie is very skeptical. The show really wants him to go check it out. But he's also not having that either. Number two. Okay, Eddie, what's happening near you? So my neighbors, check this out. This is crazy. They moved out about a month ago put their house up for sale and everything. I saw realtors come in like a week after they, you know, put it on the market. They came in, they painted the house and all that stuff. And then I never saw anyone again, like nothing, no cars in the driveway, nothing. But in the middle of the night, sometimes the blinds are open. Sometimes the blinds are shut. So one night, my son and I, we saw at the same time, a light turned on in the kitchen while we were walking the dog. And I was like, someone's in there. I feel like there's squatters in there and I don't know. I don't have the guts to knock on that door or find out if they're in there or not. But I'm telling you, there's movement in that house. And nobody should be there. No, I even called my neighbors who moved like mm-hmm. to another side of town. And they're like, no. I, um, well, shouldn't no they should go checked in? I, I think they're scared, too. This just happened the other day. And we're like, I don't know what to do. Lunchbox, what would you do here? I think you knock on the door. I just think you knock on. Oh. With cookies? Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, new neighbors. Exactly. You act like they're new neighbors or you're just like, oh, do you have any ketchup I can borrow? Just trying to check and see like you don't know what's going on. Like, <laughs> Is that a thing where people now ketchup. go and order, like borrow ketchup? Because we have delivery services now. You can mostly just t- you know, type it in. Yeah, I borrowed sugar the other day. Yeah, you can borrow stuff yeah. from the neighbors. Good for you guys. Yeah. yeah. I didn't do it back in the day. I don't do it now. I feel like I'm bothering people. <laughs> but, Eddie, how much to do that? No, 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 no. I'm I'm, I'm out. We send lunchbox. I'm down. Let's do that. And his neighbor, though. Yeah, yeah, but he does this kind of stuff. Yeah. He likes doing this stuff. Whenever we have problems with, like, the cable, he goes, I'll call him. I'll get you free cable. Same thing. I'll deal with your squatters. So what it sounds like is Eddie's scared. He's a sissy. Absolutely. I'm terrified. A sissy. I mean, what if there's a whole family living in there? Who says sissy anymore? (laughs) Lunchbox. My (laughs) uncle in 1987. You have to go during the day, though. Well, they're probably at work. Oh. Well, hold on. Here's the thing. Do you, 
Do they work? If you're squatting, <laughs> I don't think you're crushing your nine to five. Oh, you don't think? I don't think so. No, 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 no. There's no car though. No. Uh uh-uh, uh, no cars. Nothing. So how do they, they come? Do you ever see them walk down the street? Nope. How do they get food? Nope. I'm telling you, I don't see anyone go in and out of that house. All I see is the lights turn on or blinds going up and down. And it's and I never see the blind move. I just see like, oh look, the blinds are up today. And then I look later and it's like the blinds are closed. Could have been That's that weird. the house was shown by a realtor that day and they opened and closed it. I've asked my wife and like, have you seen anyone come by? She's like, no. Do you ever see the very very? This is gonna be a weird question. The very very top of someone's head in there. No. They could, if they're squatting, you can't really see them. <laughs> oh, like, literally squatting. Go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, the next time you see something fishy happen, let yeah. us know. I got just a guy we can send over there. Love it. Not this time, because it might be that, Amy, that somebody's being shown the house. Mm-hmm. But you see one more thing we're going to... Because Lunchbox went to my place once to look for squatters. No, yeah. Yeah. You did? What'd you I find? I did. Not found nothing. I went to the golf club up on the roof. I mean, it did. It's a whole thing. Um, it's a whole situation. It yeah. was live on the air, right? Yeah. We, so- hey, dumbest thing ever. You could have died. <laughs> but we're like... <laughs> We're going live with it. Eddie, do you have cameras at your house? Yeah, yeah. Lots okay, of can you point one towards their house? Well, that might mm-hmm. be creepy. No. It just, then you have footage because you're not always home. It's a good point. Yeah. Or I just stay up all night. No. Do stay that. out. Stay out. Stay out. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Massive star moment on the show this week. Chris Stapleton was in studio. The first time he's been in studio since I've been with the show. He's called in and zoomed in, and he was here before I had joined the show about six and a half years ago. But this is the first time he was in studio, and boy, does he have a presence. He is just, you know, he's one of the massive stars out there. And when he comes in, he has such a cool, calming presence, which is crazy and not what you would anticipate. But he's such a chill, really awesome guy. And it was fun to hear some of the stories that he shared and how he sees himself with all this crazy stardom. So awesome interview right now with Bobby Bones and Chris Stapleton. Number one, it's a Bobby Bones show interview. In case you didn't know. Is this one of those where if you don't know, you're crazy? That's what this interview is? It's Chris Stapleton. If you don't know who he is, you're crazy? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Just making sure. All right, Chris Stapleton walking in the studio right now. Look, Tennessee whiskey, come on. Back in the day, Broken Halos, Parachute, I could keep going. His current single is Joy of My Life. He's a 10-time ACM Award winner. Nominated for three more this year, Entertainer of the Year tonight, ACM Awards, Amazon Prime. Here he is. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Chris Stapleton. Chris, it's good to see you, buddy. Yeah, man. Good to see you. How are you? you how are <laughs> I'm good. Nobody cares about me right now, though. But I appreciate that because that's the kind of guy you are. I do. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing just great. Yeah. How's everything been? Just generally, because I haven't spoke to you in a while. Like, you, What are you doing now? Are you balancing right now or are you working? What does that even mean? Well, I mean, because... You, you work more than anybody known to man, I think, so... Uh, you know, the work-life balance thing is a, is a tough thing for anybody in this industry. I have think. you mastered it? No. Have I, you? Oh, no. <laughs> and I was going to ask you, because you and Morgan have been married a long time. I have had to learn to taper off of working all the time. Like, I have yeah. to listen. It's hard for me to listen because I, ha- I didn't get married until I was 39. Yeah. So we've been married a couple years Maybe three, two years, almost two years now. You need to know how long. I know, boy. When I said that, I was like, is there way we can edit this or live? So, but I've had to learn to value her time. And sometimes that's by taking less away from me working. Yeah. 
is that how do you find balance or at least chase balance in your life? Well, you just do everything you can to make that happen, you know, uh, and sometimes that means saying no to things. And that's hard in this industry where you can get used to, you know, you want to do that? Sure. Yes. Opportunity? Yes. But you have to, uh, you know, try to make conscious choices to, to choose uh, living sometimes over money or any of those things. Living. That's the key, that. maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's living. Uh, for with me, I didn't get to do a lot of cool stuff until the last couple of years. And I was saying yes to everything yeah. because I just wanted to make it. I just wanted to, yes, can I please do this? Yes, yes, yes. And I'm finally now getting to say no to things. But I have this sort of imposter syndrome where if I feel like if I say no to too much, I'll never get asked to do anything again. Absolutely, yeah. Wait, do you understand that? Oh, 100%. You understand that? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. How so? You're the greatest. You might think that or somebody else might think that, but I, you know, I don't feel that way. I, I feel very much like a working musician who is trying to get uh, keep his gig, you know. Yeah, even you. Yeah. I think that gives a lot of people hope because they're going, well, if Chris Stapleton, who we all feel like, like you're like the greatest vocalist, you're a phenomenal songwriter, love to hear you live, and even you're like, you know, I don't even know about me sometimes. Well, but I want to be better. You want to be better. Everybody wants to be better at their job. Or there's always there's always something else. You know, that's the, the other thing, I think. When you have the the problem with the work-life balance thing is no matter what you achieve or no matter what you do, there's a certain personality type, and I'm I'm one of them, and Same. I'm guessing maybe you're one of them too, that yeah. there's like, well, but there's, then there's this next thing. There's always a next thing. There's always the next thing. It's, a, it's There's never an end for that, that personality. And so you have to learn to flip that switch and, you know, be present a little bit. And it's hard. Being present is hard and enjoying moments, you know. Sometimes you're moving through the moments so fast that you're not even looking around and going, hey, this is this is pretty killer what's going on right now. It's, it's beautiful, you know. My wife has been a big part of me being forced to do that. But then once I do it a couple of times, I'm like, oh, it's pretty cool to actually acknowledge how cool we have it, how good we have it. My thing has always been, I can't wait. I want to host one of the award shows. And tonight we're going to be at the ACMs. I'm not hosting, but I'm like Garth and Dolly sidekick. I think, I think that should happen. I'll, I'll vote for that. Well, thanks. I mean, yeah. who knows? That they, they won't let me, but I'm very happy. I'm at the, I'm part of the, I'm part of the ACM tonight, everybody. Okay. <laughs> this is not an ACM thing, but I, that's the next thing. Like it's hard for me to enjoy a lot of the stuff because I'm like, I do so much comedy. I do so much, like I would be perfect for that job, but they, and, but it's all I can focus on. So when all these other good things are happening, I'm still like, yeah, but I still haven't been able to do this. Do you have one of those? What's the dream for you? Uh, the work, work-life balance is the dream. I've done so many things that I never dreamed of and so i'm well beyond having a dream in that way you know like it's hard for me to <laughs> look at something else and go oh, but i need to do that you know uh, and, and i'm not trying to maybe that's cocky sounding or something i don't, I don't think it's cocky at all i think it's true and you have to have confidence to even be able to like put our foot in the water honestly yeah i mean and and i'm do you think you have confidence in some spaces, sure. Yeah, me, that's what yeah. I was going to say, too. And some, I'm terrible. I'm so yeah. insecure. Yeah. Well, I th- and that's part of the, the other things that makes you always pushing, too. You know, is you're, you're trying to be better, trying to do something better, bigger than yourself, maybe even. Do you think that you try to get better because of your want to achieve or your fear of not achieving? Probably a little bit of both. I mean, I think that both would be fair. Um, I don't know. I, I mean... I don't, only, I, I don't, especially now that I'm older, I don't, I don't have as much of a fear of failure because that just, that's how you learn things. You can't learn anything without failing at something. 
Um, but I certainly like, I mean, I, and who doesn't, I don't think, but maybe there's somebody that doesn't like, you know, achieving things. It's, it feels good. Everybody, everybody likes to win. Yeah. And it's not necessarily competitive, competitive with anybody other than myself for me. But, um, yeah, I, I do like those things. I, I grew up playing sports and things like that. So some of that's kind of, you know, hardwired into me. But um, I don't know. How do you get out your competition bug, if not in music? Because I love to compete. Same thing, grew up playing sports. I just, I'm so competitive. So I have different things that I do. If it's, a, you know, my buddies and I are in a league, we play Madden or I play golf. I love to compete. It doesn't matter what it is. I just need to beat somebody at something. Mm, I, you know, I, I've kind of reached a space where I, I don't feel like I'm trying to beat anybody anything. I'm just trying to. You're healthy. Okay, we to, are to, here. to move. <laughs> You're a healthy person. I'm not a healthy person, Chris. Well, I mean, if we wouldn't play something, I would want to beat you. <laughs> Let's be let's be you know real clear about that. But um, when I was a teenager, where I might have thrown a golf club, I you know maybe I'd be like, oh well, I shanked that one in the woods. I'll hit another one. It's fine. You're single now is joy of my life. John Fogerty. I'm a massive John Fogerty fan. One of the first concerts I went to was John Fogerty. I mean, good for you. (laughs) Yeah, I was like. 14, 15. Nice. I saw Diamond Rio. I saw Peter Frampton. And I saw John Fogarty. On one show? No, I wish. Oh. That would have been a heck of a festival. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> but like all of the, like, like six months of my first concerts ever. And John Fogarty, I love CCR. I yeah. can do the whole catalog. Yeah. Uh, even as a solo artist. Even when I think about baseball, even like center field. It's great. So, and, so Joy My Life. Like that's John Fogarty's song, right? It is. Because I've heard him, I've heard his live version yeah. as well. Why would you, why did you pick that song of the great songs that you It's pick? a record of his that I had when that record came out. It's maybe the 90s. And I don't know if that song is known as well as some of, certainly he has a really deep catalog, but I just always loved that song. And I, I would play that, you know, like a lot of songs that I cut that are covers, it's just some song that I love, you know, and I think it's cool and it's fun to sing. And I love the sentiment of it. And um, maybe, not maybe, I'm, I'm sure that I never would have written it that way or even thought of it that way. And so it's, it's, uh, it's neat to find songs that feel uh, like they can be personal, but they're, they had, didn't come from you at all. Mm-hmm. You know, so. We're going to play it now. We're going to come back with Chris, which, by the way, Chris tonight, ACM Awards, up for, I mean, He's, he's the man. But Entertainer of the Year is the one I'm talking about here. you got three total nominations, but I do the the VO for Entertainer of the Year. I gave your name a little extra buzz. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. else, I was like, mm, Morgan Wallen, Miranda Lambert, <laughs> Chris Stapleton. <laughs> so when you hear that, you know. I, I hear that when you do that, it makes the voting go differently. Absolutely, yeah. even though there's no chance because they've already happened. But right. still, Chris, you ever been? when's the last time you were nervous? Let me ask you that. When's the last time for performance? For performance? For performance, because I can't see you getting nervous. Super Bowl. Really? Yeah. Is it because... It's a Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a Super Bowl, you know. It's just, and it's the anthem. You know, that's a hard song, and it's, uh, it's one that if you mess it up, uh, you are immortalized messing it up forever. And if you do, do well, you, you, you did good there too. But the main goal with the anthem is don't mess up the words and don't mess up the melody. Did you <laughs> have much. a conversation on if you... Listen, we all love America. Let's get that straight. Do you have a conversation? Was do I do I want to go sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl? Because if you you're right, if you nail it, everybody's like, "Good job, let's get the game." But if you don't, it's remembered forever. Uh, yes. Well, here's another one of those things we're talking about, about the dream things. 
people would ask me to do the anthem for, for various other things. I'd be like, no, I'll, I'll just wait on the Super Bowl. Mm. Thinking, you know, like, they're not going to call me for the Super Bowl. So, But then they call you for the Super Bowl, and you're like, well, I, I said I would do that if, if they call me for that. So I, I went and did it, and now I'm retired from the anthem. So whenever you perform it, and you know they, they can bet on how long it goes. Did you ever? Did you know how long yours was going to be just from practicing? I want a lot of money. Yeah. No, <laughs> Some guy named Chris Bapleton yeah, yeah, yeah. won $10 million. <laughs> yes. Did you, did you judge it for yourself? Did I judge did it? Did you even myself? think about it? Like, did you time it yourself even knowing that was a thing? I, I did. Yeah, good. I, I, I did after people started asking me. Like, like, I didn't know it was a thing, right. first of all. I never didn't know you could bet on how long the anthem was. I was like, and once I learned that, I was like, man, I know how long the anthem is. That's crazy. But but I haven't really told anybody. I didn't tell anybody. So there's still some honor there. I didn't. All I know is I never got a message saying, that, hey, it's 242. Because if it would have, <laughs> I'd have been killing. Is it, when you sing the anthem with a guitar, is it easier to stay same pitch? Because you have, the, you can hear the note. And, you know, because some people go, Hur, and they blow that thing. Yeah. I, I mean, or does I, it not matter? It's a non-issue for me. I mean, it might be for somebody else. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's I can only judge it for me. Do you have perfect pitch? No. Can you hear perfect pitch? Um, I mean, perfect pitch means that I could I could hear you hit and your, then match it, and I could tell you. Well, I could tell you what that note was. I can't do that. That's perfect pitch. Like uh, somebody like Charlie Puth has perfect pitch, but could you guess pretty good? No. no okay. Not even ahead. close. <laughs> not even close. I don't even know the names of all the notes on a guitar. You know, so. I can't tell you what I'm playing most of the time. What's the best concert you've ever been to? The best concert I've ever been to? Um, I've been to some good ones. Um, Paul McCartney, the Eagles Hell Freezes Over tour, uh, the Vince Gill tour where he had the big band. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard to pick. There's a lot of good ones. But, but one. But one? You only go to one, but you get to relive it. I it's like relive it? Yeah, you get to relive I, a show was, that you've been to. Man, if I was reliving, I'd probably go. And part of this is just the era of my life. It is. It's, it's the Eagles Hell Freezes Over tour. You know, fourth row, Charleston, West Virginia. Me and my brother, I spent all my money I had to get these these tickets, you know. And they played for four hours. And it was, they did all their solo stuff, plus all the Eagles stuff. So you got everything that you wanted out of that show. And it was, it was an immaculate show. Did you ever it watch was, their documentary? I have not. It's like three and a half. It was awesome it was that it was them getting back together and doing that tour you see the tom petty documentary by any chance it's like seven hours eight I, hours long i Has haven't I, oh it's so I've, good i've watched about half of the beatles the one on apple yeah i've watched about half of that i haven't gone through i, I just i get um distracted a lot what do you think about the apple one because i i see why everybody thought it was so awesome but i also couldn't sit for long periods because you're just watching them live you know, it's voyeurism. You know, sure. As a songwriter, it's fascinating to watch some of these things be created and realize that um, a lot of the processes are not too different than what the rest of us try to do. They just happen to be the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they're sitting there dinking around on something, thinking they're not doing anything, and then it's, you know, some classic Beatles song that everybody knows. And you're just, the, oh, yeah, there's one part yeah. where Paul is just like, Judge was a man who. Mm. Judge, Jojo was a man who, and you're hearing him. Yeah, you hear him making it up. Back. You hear like the beginning start parts of Get Back that we all know now. We've heard ten million times, but it's just him like dinking around, figuring it out. Right, it's incredible. That's an incredible thing to have on film. 
are you recording a lot of your life so we can do one of these about you? No. No. Nobody. You don't have somebody that's recording a bunch of stuff that's not getting out on social media, but one day when it's time for Stapleton, uncut, unedited, midnight version. No, I'm pretty I'm pretty private. I mean, we film shows and stuff like that. but You don't want a documentary about your life? Not really, no. I do. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's one. <laughs> Did you think, let's go uh, 20 years ago. Did you have dreams that equaled to where you are now? No. No. Dreams. No. No, because I, you know, I, I try to work very much in the space and the doors that feel like they're open. Not necessarily like, I guess it's good to have goals. Like, But my goals were always, I'm a songwriter, I want to keep this job. You know, I'm, I'm touring, I don't want to lose money. <laughs> you know, like... Those are those are the kinds of things that uh, there was never like a, hey, I want to be uh, getting interviewed on the radio, talking about being nominated for a bunch of awards. Doesn't, not a not a, was not a, not a thing. Really. You would have liked it though. It just was. It was just so out of the realm of what you thought was a possibility. Well, you know, I'm not. Hmm. Well, it just didn't seem. Um, some of those things don't seem uh, achievable or practical, right. and they're not without a whole lot of luck. You know, if we go back to that performance with you and JT, where I think America was introduced to you, was the next few days and week after that was it just bonkers for it's you? Super bonkers. Yeah, we went from you know the next thing that we had after after that uh, we had like a West Coast run, which we'd never played really on the West Coast at all, and we were playing places that held. Maybe 800 people that were half sold, you know, because nobody knew who, knew who we were out there. And, you know, those tickets were gone, and, and then pretty soon we were booking things. We didn't know how, uh, you know, deep the river was all of a sudden. And so there was a lot of guessing about what size venue we could play for the next year or so. And then, and then we're in the venues that we're in. Did you feel like that could be fleeting? I, I still do. Mm. Yeah. But not. But you can't. <laughs> I mean, I get it because I feel the same way. People say, You're, if you got fired today, you'd be fine. And I'm like, I don't know. So I completely understand, but I'm saying this from my perspective. Like, there's no chance. It's fleeting now. But you did feel like maybe this is a, just a blip, so I need to hold on as long as I can? Well, yeah. I mean, working musician mentality kicks in. You're like, all right, sunshine, let's make some hay. Let's, let's do what we can do. And you and you and you run pretty hard in those moments, as hard as you can. Was it ever overwhelming? No, it was exciting. I mean, it, it, it was exhausting, but it was exciting, you know, and and just uh, surreal and light, and still is on a lot of nights, you know. Can you go to dinner in a public place? I can. Can you go to dinner in a public place where people don't recognize you or want to pay for your bill or try to get a picture? Sometimes. Is that hard? I mean, it, that that kind of adjustment was hard. That was that was the hardest part initially, and it and it's probably, um, and now it's just it's that's just what my life is, you know. And I'm sure that it's just what your life is, and totally the same. We're the same fame. Yeah, good. Pretty point. much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you have to deal with, man. You, you're, it gets you're weird on sometimes. TV and stuff, it gets you know, weird like, sometimes, but uh, you're you're very. I mean, you're such a great songwriter and singer 
And on top of that, your beard is very distinct. Sure. Where my glasses is pretty distinct. Yeah. Your beard. So I would think, like I got I got pulled over the other day. I had a phone up to my ear. Should, you can't do that, by the way. You can't hold a phone up to your ear. You get a ticket. I wasn't speeding. Got a phone up to my ear. Cough, pulls, it's not, what if you're not talking to anybody? Doesn't matter. I can't have a phone to your ear. Can't you, even hold, you can can't, be holding nope, it. You can't hold it what, up to What if it's a toy phone? Chris, I don't have the answers, but that'd be hilarious. You drive by <laughs> yeah. a cop with a toy phone just to see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That's Smart funny. <laughs> okay. Man, that's funny just right checking. there. Yeah. Just checking. <laughs> I got, so I got pulled over. It. Does that ever happen? And somebody like a cop is like, oh, Chris Stapleton, look at that. We'll let you go. I know you just robbed the bank, but go ahead and go free. You're Chris Stapleton. Uh, I, I've I've gotten, you know, because I, my whole life, because I look like I do, I look like I need a ticket. <laughs> you know, the, I'll get caught for like a rolling stop on a stop sign or something. And it doesn't happen as much anymore. But anytime I used to get pulled, I just knew I was getting a ticket. There were no warnings, nothing. They would find everything they could find. <laughs> and I would get those because... I think in their heart they knew that because I looked like I looked, it, it was – even though they didn't catch me for something that I've done, I did something. You know, I felt like that a lot. But, but no, I, I actually have gotten off with a, with a warning uh, in the last two or three years. They say, Chris, please sing to me. You'd like a warning. <laughs> and he's like, all right. I need a warning. There you go, Chris. That's it. I, I saw a video of you. I don't know how long it was. Were you at a Tyler Perry show and they were like, made you get up and sing? Is that real? Yeah, that's real. How long ago is that? That's been a minute. It has? Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's pre-pandemic, so. I, I wondered, how did the, how did a microphone get to you? How did they know it was you? Well, I was coming to the show and we were going to, you know, a bunch of folks that I work with, we, we wanted to go see the show because at the time that was like the last one he was going to do, you know. And uh, he knew that I was there, going to be there, and he's like... So before the show, I was like, hey, man, can I just hand you a microphone? Can we break out of the show for a minute and we'll just do that thing? I was like, I mean, I guess so. Let's let's go. And so that's what we did. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was super cool. Is it cool that people that are also uber-talented think you're uber-talented? Because um, that's what that is. Certainly it feels validating, you know. Um, and uh, if you want to say it's cool, yeah, I think it, I mean, I, yeah, I think that's cool. You're on the road. We were talking about this. It's, we looked through your tour dates here, All-American Roadshow. Uh, ChrisStapleton.com, and March all the way through, it looks like the end of October. Do you still enjoy being that hour and a half on stage? We usually do two hours, but yeah. Two uh, hours on stage. Do you still yeah. enjoy that? Yeah. I, I mean, certainly, the, I mean, every night is a new uh, animal, you know, and, and if you, you know, if you're feeling out of the weather or it's, mm-hmm super hot or super cold. Those are things, you know, if you're playing outside, those are things that are kind of wild cards that, you know, but as, as long as you can get to the the best version of uh, how something can sound on stage and you really can find that, that musicianship thing with all the guys and on stage and get in the groove of something, yeah, that's, that's really something to enjoy because then you see this thing start happening with the circle of the fans and everybody's, you send something out and the energy comes back at you and then you get to send that energy back out and it, and it elevates what you do. You can't, I don't know, you can't do that without people coming to watch you, you know. Three more questions. If you're, we'll say writer's block, writer's slow, writer's, and you're not there, you can't get there, what can you do in order to kind of find that, that spark? Go do something else. Just get away completely? Yeah, just stop not happening just stop go do something else and you know 
I've I've had rare occasions where I've dedicated time to go do something like that 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 happens. But I've certainly had it happen. That said, you know, I've had writing appointments with people when I was a songwriter, and we'd be banging around on trying to beat our heads against a wall for two hours, and then could look at each other and just go, "Hey, let's just go to lunch," and and you do that, and that's the day, and that's that's songwriting and being creative too. Like some days, you're not going to have it, but if you, you know and have enough presence of mind to just walk away. Is that where Salisbury Steak was written? That song? That's my favorite song of yours, Salisbury Steak. Was it at lunch? I have no idea yeah, what I'm you're just, talking I'm just about. kidding. <laughs> so, but now listen, I, I could have written a song like that in my 20s. I, I don't remember a lot. Uh, I just, you know. So, okay, you're on the road. You're playing these shows. You play these songs that you've either written or that you've you've picked, like the Fogarty song. We go back to some of the great covers that you put on your records. Do you have a... This is such a cliche question, but I love asking. Do you have a favorite song right now that you play? A favorite song? Yeah. What do you like playing the most? Um, like you see it coming up in the set list, you're like, man, this is one I'm looking forward to. Uh, I look forward to playing. I was wrong a lot just because, you know, I get to, we extend it and play like a bunch of guitar on the end. And so as a singer who likes to play guitar, I, you know, uh, I like to do that. So. John Mayer plays with Dead and Company, right? Mm-hmm. So he goes, would you ever, not with Grateful Dead, Dead and Company, but is that intriguing, exciting to you if somebody was like, hey, some famous band like the Eagles or something, like, hey, would you play guitar for us for three shows, but only guitar where you don't have to sing? Yes. Would that be fun? Oh, yeah, and that's my, those are my favorite calls sometimes when people call me just to come play guitar on something because, you know, I'm, I secretly really love that. You know, not secretly. I'm, I'm publicly saying right here, my favorite thing is to get a call to not sing. You know, that's weird. Or, or, or just to write with somebody for something they're doing, I, and not because the, it has to be a duet. Those are the things that. Mm. Um, so not to write for you to sing on, but just they just want your, your writing, perspective ability. Yeah, I love to do that because it allows you. There's so much more. Um, I'm trying to get in somebody else's thing and, and help them get to whatever they're looking for in, in my own way. And that's a really um, fun, creative space to be in for me. Because I don't do that all the time. Well, I can invite you over not to sing. That's pretty easy. Hey, you want to yeah. come over, man? Just don't sing. <laughs> yeah. Just hang out. Yeah. Uh, Chris Stapleton tonight. You guys watch the ACMs, please. It is on Amazon Prime. Are you playing tonight? No. You're not, no. and that's why you're going because they were like Chris wants you to come, but don't play. That's what I heard. They yep. want they wanted you not. They to. said please never play. Again. And then you were like, my favorite call is not to play, so I'm going to be there. That's well, right. we don't. Re- I mean, we're at the end of an album cycle. We we've there wasn't much reason for us to play, so we just pump the brakes and we'll show up and be there, be present. But if we're at the end of one, is it almost the rebirth of another album cycle? Could be. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. There he is. Chris Stapleton. He just said it here. He's got a brand new album coming out called Salisbury Steak. <laughs> right, everybody? We talking about that? It was untitled until was. now. But, yeah. <laughs> All right. You guys follow Chris at Chris Stapleton. Chris, you know, I love you, man. Just as a dude, just as you. obviously your music is uh, fantastic. But you guys go see Chris. The, the show's with George Strait. That's, that's got to be crazy. That's got to be crazy. It's insane, man. I, 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 we had played a few of those kind of shows before, and I, and I just bugged George to do some more because <laughs> it's fun. It's a, it's a great bill to be on. It's George Strait, man. It's George Strait, man. You know? That's right. 
All right, there he is. ACMs tonight, Amazon Prime. Clap your hands for Chris Stapleton, everybody. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. That's it for me this week, y'all. It's been great hanging out with you guys. Again, go check out part one with Eddie. You will love it. We also gave some TV recommendations and if Taylor Swift concert that I went to in Nashville actually lived up to the hype. I promise some good stuff over there that'll make you laugh, make you feel seen or heard. That's, you know, kind of the vibe we were going for this weekend, Eddie and I. And you can follow me on all the things at WebGirlMorgan. You can come hang out with me there. But, of course, please also follow the show at Bobby Bone Show. There's more content up there than I ever get to talk to you guys about here. So go watch the videos. We're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. You name it, we're there. You guys have a fabulous Mother's Day weekend. Go call your mom. I love you. Bye. This is The Bobby Bones Show. Bobby Bones. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Got menopause? We've got you. Hi, Jackie here, founder of ExoJackie. Feel supported throughout your menopause journey and beyond with our organic protein powders and symptom relief boosts. Formulated to keep bones and muscles strong, ExoJackie products help reduce bloating, hot flashes, and weight gain. Enjoy 20% off with promo code EXOPODCAST. Shop now at exojacqi.com. Made for women by women.